0: This is the Aspen Public Radio Newscast. I'm your host, Eleanor Bennett, here with your top stories this Tuesday. Aspen's city councilors got an update last night about how Picking County is doing when it comes to providing services to unhoused people in the area. Caroline Yanez has more.
1: Pitkin County partners with nonprofits like Recovery Resources to provide withdrawal management services for substance use, as well as temporary overnight shelter and access to showers, laundry, and long term case management. Lindsay Mache is the Director of Human Services for the county. She says there's a real need for supportive housing for chronically homeless people. There's nowhere for those people to go right now. So there's a big, um, there's a big push around finding that solution somewhere in this valley. She says the Valley Alliance to End Homelessness and other regional partners have been working on that effort. The city of Aspen is not part of the alliance and has a very different set of priorities. City manager Sarah Ott says they're trying to address the behavior of unhoused people in Aspen's public spaces.
0: Those folks are impacting quality of life issues, and so the direction given to me by city council is to work on those immediate tactical needs while these other thought partners and funding works on the structural solution.
1: She says the city will look at some of those strategies later this year, including implementing hostile architecture, which makes it harder for people to sleep in public spaces. Caroline Yanez, Aspen Public Radio
0: News. A judge has dismissed former Aspen Times editor Andrew Travers' lawsuit against the paper. But as the Aspen Daily News reports, Travers plans to file an amended complaint this week. The longtime local journalist filed the suit in early October, claiming that the Aspen Times and its parent companies wrongfully fired him. He was let go in June 2022, shortly after he accepted a promotion to the role of editor. His firing came after he greenlit several columns about the controversial 1A property purchase by a Soviet born billionaire. A district court judge dismissed Travers' claims earlier this month, saying that the promises his former employer is alleged to have broken were not specific enough to be legally enforceable. Colorado is an at will state, and the judge says Travers' account of his termination was not enough to strip his employer's legal right to fire him at any time. Travers told the Daily News that he remains dedicated to holding his former employer accountable. His attorney says they've beefed up their allegations with more specificity and plan to file an amended complaint by Thursday. The Aspen Times' publisher and its parent company's group publisher declined the Daily News' request for comment. A new Denver-based reproductive rights organization is partnering with local residents to support a ballot initiative that would protect abortion access in Colorado. They'll be collecting signatures at the Picking County Library this afternoon and evening. A coalition called Coloradans for Protecting Reproductive Freedom is backing Proposition 89. It would amend the state constitution to prohibit state and local governments from infringing on the right to an abortion. The coalition needs to collect 185,000 signatures by March to get the measure on the November ballot. Today's signature gathering event will take place at the library in Aspen from 2.30 to 6.30 p.m. Aspen is welcoming a group of middle school students from Chamonix, France, for a week of fun and learning. That's according to former city councilor Ann Mullins' weekly newsletter. As part of Aspen's Sister Cities program, students are hosted by local families during their visit. Chamonix will reciprocate by hosting Aspen students in a few weeks from March 18th to the 30th. Aspen's other sister cities include Bariloche, Argentina, and Shimokapu, Japan. The Aspen School District is now accepting applications welcoming out-of-district students for next school year. The details and application are available on the district's website. District officials say anyone who's considering changing schools and joining the Aspen educational community should apply now. In local arts and culture news, three alumni of the Aspen Music Festival and School will play an unusual combination of music at Harris Hall this Thursday. The program features two violinists, Simon Porter and Blake Pouliot, as well as a pianist, Shin Huang. They'll mostly be playing classical music, including some works by film composers, but they've also included a couple of pop songs, The Eagles' Hotel California and Burt Bacharach's Say a Little Prayer. Porter says that the program was inspired by the creative community in California that they're a part of. And while the songs look different on paper... None of these exist in a vacuum. They have this, you know, great
1: placefulness. All of them reflect sort of just the many facets of a state that we really, really adore.
0: Pouliot agrees. He says one of the through lines is that each piece has a narrative behind it, and that can resonate with audiences no matter what genre they prefer.
1: I think people are really desperate and really hungry to connect with people in an earnest way. And I think for Simone and I, this program means a lot to us and we feel it personally. And I think that's what people really appreciate the most.
0: The show begins at 6.30 p.m. on Thursday at Harris Concert Hall. Tickets are available through the Aspen Music Festival. In other arts news, local artist Nika Myers helped design a new Nordic hat and headband to raise funds for the Aspen Valley Ski and Snowboard Club. One of Myers' watercolor and ink paintings is featured on the apparel along with the AVSC logo. The painting is titled The Sun Will Always Rise and it depicts a winter landscape dotted with snowflakes and aspen leaves. Meyer says it was inspired by a winter sunrise during a backcountry ski tour in the Rockies. She and AVSC partnered with the Vermont-based outdoor clothing brand Skida to create the hats and headbands. You can check them out on AVSC's website. The club's annual Nordic Ski and Bonfire event is also coming up Saturday night and it's already sold out. The course at the Aspen Nordic Center will be lit up for the event, but organizers recommend bringing a headlamp. The dinner to support AVSC will be provided by the Honey Butter Diner in Carbondale. In statewide news, a backcountry skier was caught and killed in an avalanche in the Anthracite Range near Crested Butte Sunday. The Colorado Avalanche Information Center says the slide happened in an area known as the Playground, east of Ohio Peak. According to the center's preliminary report, the skier's friends were able to find and dig him out, but he died from injuries sustained in the avalanche. State avalanche forecasters plan to visit the site and release a comprehensive report later this week. Crested Butte News reports that the young man from Gunnison was an experienced backcountry skier. The Gunnison County coroner confirmed the man was 36-year-old resident Eric Friesen. The fatality is the second avalanche death in Colorado this season. Last month, a 67-year-old backcountry snowboarder died after he was caught in an avalanche in the Waterfall Creek area south of Telluride. Eleven people were killed in avalanches last winter in Colorado. Moderate avalanche danger remains in much of the backcountry in our area and across the state. And in regional news, the winter season got off to a weak start in our region, but federal officials say recent winter storms have helped strengthen some snowpacks. The Mountain West News Bureau's Kayla Bradle has more. Most of Nevada has an above-normal snowpack. One area that doesn't is the Sierra Nevada Mountains near Reno and Lake Tahoe. It has less than two-thirds of its historical median snow levels for this time of year. That's despite being hit recently by an atmospheric river a long region in the atmosphere that transports water. Jeff Anderson is a hydrologist with the U.S. Department of Agriculture. He measures snowpack in northern Nevada. Those atmospheric river storms are what we need in this area to develop a a really robust snowpack. So we've had one this year, probably need four more to have close to normal snowpack for April. Federal data shows parts of southern Idaho and northern New Mexico have snowpacks well above normal, and so does most of Utah. Snowpack levels across Colorado are all close to normal, and most of Wyoming's are below normal. For the Mountain West News Bureau, I'm Caleb Radel. The Aspen Public Radio Newscast is produced by our news team, which includes Hallie Zander, Caroline Yanez, Kaya Williams, and me, your host, Eleanor Bennett. You can listen to the show every weekday morning on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.